As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, all Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. March Madness is upon us, and my heart has already been broken. Thanks a lot, Oral Roberts. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the podcast host who tested better than the pit prospects at their pro day. And with me, as always, is AJ. A fullback is just an underutilized tight end, Marchese. I think I also ran the same 40 as Jalen Twyman, but they were lying to me, <laughs> the coaches. No uh, yeah, but did you re- did you rep out 40 reps on the bench and then get like go viral on NFL media? It was hey, got to get that emoji with the air coming out of his nose. It's so sick. <laughs> Today we're going to continue our 2021 NFL draft position rankings with the tight ends. Let's hit it. Seven, seven, rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31 through ebay.com sneakers We'll enter you in to drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball is heating up as the madness begins. The tournament is here. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at Bet Online. Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, let's just get this out of the way. Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts. No one knows what Oral Roberts is other than an extremely religious school and 
It sounds like Oral Roberts, the person, may have been problematic. Um, this is the worst day of my life. Uh, I expect to die before ever getting to see a Ohio State basketball, men's basketball, national championship. Uh, the one thing you got to give props to is the prayer tower. It's beautiful. And the hands, the prayer hands. The, the world's largest praying hands. Amazing. Um, I'm not going to kick you while you're down here, Rob. Uh, I'm going to take the high road. Uh, go blue, Texas Southern. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen. Hey, we saw Texas Southern make a nice comeback against Mount St. Mary's. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. That one guy wears really short shorts. Anything can happen. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was a good look. I did too. Long legs, short shorts, it works. Uh, kind of anti the Fab Five who did the long shorts thing at Michigan. Fuck. That's not good, Rob. That's a bad omen. I don't want you to feel the way I feel right now. So, And for Big Ten Pride, I hope Michigan wins. Thank you, Rob. I, I know you don't mean gonna, that, but I like that you said it. I, I'm going to be the bigger man on the podcast, but out of this, this production here, I will very much be negative towards Michigan. <laughs> yeah, just hear the things Rob says to me off air. Okay, tight ends, tight ends, tight ends. Uh, we're doing tight ends before receivers because we're lazy and March Madness is on and it's easier to be prepared for the tight end show <laughs> than the wide receiver show, which we will do in a few days. You weren't um, supposed to tell them. I need them to know. I'm I'm very, I'm very. an open book right now. My emotions are everywhere. Dwayne Washington, I thought that three was going in and we were going to double <laughs> overtime. Uh, it shouldn't have taken two overtimes to beat Oral Roberts. But, hey, one wasn't enough, so we lost. We're going to get some real honest takes about Tommy Tramble today. So I'm into it. <laughs> okay, tight ends. Um, overall, I think, obviously, Kyle Pitts is the big, big, big headliner. Freak of a player. Uh, it, it, it's overusing, like, a generational talent. But he really is as a tight end. Like, we haven't, in, in, like, as great as TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant were, we haven't seen this type of tight end, I don't think. Uh, uh, no, at least in the last. Uh, no, I. Who the, the highest drafted tight end ever? Vernon Davis what was that two thousand six, and he yeah. went sixth overall. Yeah. And so in the last fifteen years, there's been no one like Kyle Pitts, at least. I think um, it's it's fair to say Kyle Pitts is the greatest tight end prospect of all time. Like when you put it all into context, I mean the the throwback guys like OG Kellen Winslow and. Look, they were great, but uh, you know it's it's we're we're in the twenty first century now, and uh, <laughs> they're just different breeds of people, right? Like, like Kyle Pitts runs. What do you think Kyle Pitts runs? A four four flat? Yeah, that sounds about right. At six five six six two forty, like that. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's obviously the best prospect since Vernon Davis, and I think he's better than Vernon Davis. So. Uh, I, yeah, I, th- I think part of Vernon Davis going so high, and obviously Vernon Davis ended up having a fantastic career, but part of him going so high was because of that 40-yard dash. Like, yeah. he wasn't going six overall prior to that. Um, but yeah, so Kyle Pitts obviously headlines this class, and he's a freak of a, of a prospect, a, a top 10 prospect. Um, and then I think you get, you get two more kind of clear-cut starting tight ends. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little, a little murky. Uh, and then it, I think it really falls off, and, and you I think we will have quite maybe quite different back halves of our top tens, uh, with the tight ends because of that. Um, yeah, because like the I, 
to me, I only, yeah, I only see three definite starting tight ends in this class. Which, I mean, hey, it's still way better than last year, so. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. And then, yeah, it's it's like okay in the middle, and then it, it, it falls off pretty fast. Um, I, I find there's a lot of, like, guys I, I landed on seventh-round grades. <laughs> I got a lot of seventh-round grades. I'm like, you, you see a little bit of something here, but, and, and, like, maybe they got a shot to get drafted, and that's about it. And there's... Like, I don't know, for my tight end 9 through, I don't know, 16, 17, they're, they're hard to separate. Like, there's some separation, but but not much. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a a lot of guys who could get drafted, but yeah, definitely, yeah, I, I don't know. There's about eight tight ends in the back half for me who are all kind of in, the sim- in a similar range, and I don't, I don't know that they're all getting drafted. Yeah, I, um, I don't think they're all getting drafted. I mean, I might have grades on them, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's it, pick your for, poison slash flavor at the in the back half of this this group. For for context, twelve tight ends were drafted uh, in twenty twenty, and like like we said, that that draft that group was not that great, um, especially at the top. Uh, Sixteen in twenty nineteen were drafted, and uh, twenty eighteen there was fourteen. So. It's a pretty consistent number that it, it yeah. should be in that like twelve to fourteen ish range. There was fourteen the year before that. Even I don't know that there's that many tight ends in this class. Like there's again, it's top heavy group, but it's very thin in my eyes. Um, I don't know that like how many draftable grades do you have in this tight end group. I have uh, fifteen, but the the last four. I'm sorry. The last five are all like borderline draftables, but they snuck in. So really, I, yeah, I could I, I could see only ten guys getting drafted. I have twelve, and then my thirteenth tight end I could see getting drafted. Yeah, no, fair or enough. actually, yeah, so I I think I think fourteen overall I I could see I think getting drafted. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it falls off really quick. And a lot of the guys I, I could see getting drafted for what they do is blockers. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I, I mean, like, it, it, there's not a lot of complete guys. Honestly, I, I don't think it's a great blocking class as a whole. It isn't. Um, there are some, some glass eaters, though. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. One might be a fullback, though. Two might be a fullback, even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like even, right. like those borderline guys. There's nothing. No one really like. Okay, this guy's gonna get drafted because he. Can oh, block. they're not. Yeah, they're not. I'm trying to think of like they're not Nick Boyle, where the, this no. guy's gonna be. Nick Boyle's gonna be in the, the league for 12 to 15 years because he's such a dominant blocker. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not. It's funny. It's it's not. It's thin, but we got the goat, so it, it's not that bad. I guess it's funny, and yeah, better than last year. So. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's do superlatives. Let's just get this out of the way. Highest floor and highest ceiling. It's got to be Kyle Pitts for both. Yeah, of course. It's funny how there's been like no options through the first three positions here. It's just there's clear cut ones, and yeah, it's, it's Kyle Pitts for both. If you had to go second pick, who would you go for highest floor? Pat Fryermuth. Me too. Me too. I think that's pretty obvious as well. And and, and for highest ceiling, I go Brevin Jordan, and that's why those are that's the three guys who I think. Are the starting tight ends uh, obviously in this? In agreed, this class. agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, like 
I mean, you can harp on Pitts' blocking if you want, like if you're really good get upset about something with him but even then he's at least putting in the effort and it's yeah. it's not like he he's uh a complete liability it's more with technique with him and i i also don't think you're gonna fret too too much about his blocking when there's everything else he can do i mean uh, yeah. i think he's he's got arguably the best hands in the entire class among the pass catchers um he's one of the best route running tight ends i've seen and yep. then you throw in that the the ridiculous contested catch ability, the the athleticism to stretch the field. He plays anywhere. Like you can stick him in. You see him line up in line. You see him line up at H back. You see him line up as an X. You see him line up in the slot. Like he lines up in more places than any other tight end in the class. Um, and, and he also does. I thought uh, he did a really good job. Uh, kind of understanding where to find holes in coverage mm-hmm. or when his quarterback uh, was on the move, kind of navigating with him to get open. Uh, totally. Actually, you know, there's a decent amount of tight ends in the class that have are pretty good, like the, the scramble locking eyes getting open. Yeah. But no, Pitt, Pitts is definitely a really good tight end. And yeah, like, okay, you can harp on the blocking. He's not perfect, um, but also, I don't know, who cares? I, I think... <laughs> like we're moving like i don't know in the last couple of years i've shifted away from really worrying about tight end blocking it's like does d- can he do it to some extent I, yeah does he make an effort yes so he, he can learn to get better in the nfl and really he's running routes and catching footballs and scoring touchdowns that's what really matters yes yeah i think really with blocking nowadays with the with top tier tight end prospects you're just looking for effort which he does. He's got I, lots of the. The only way you really, really be concerned is if, like, you just didn't look like you gave a shit. But that's not him. He is. He's getting in there. He's sticking his nose in. He's. I mean, he just has to get stronger at the point of attack. If you're looking to poke holes in his blocking, yeah, um, play with better leverage and, and better hand placement. But those are things that can be coached. And again, I do you really care when he's Kyle Pitts and he's just this. He's what. I mean, the the only real comparison you can find is Darren Waller because there's nobody else who is as big and as freaking athletism. Yeah, it's kind of. I wonder if Kyle Pitts came out before Darren Waller uh, broke out. Uh, what everyone's comp would be? Because I mean, clearly the comp is Darren Waller. But I I tried to figure out a second comp and I couldn't even really come up with one. Um. So yeah, I, I agree and. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? He also showed an improvement from uh, 2019 to 2020 in, in blocking. So that's already a huge plus for me, that he, he knows he's got to improve, and he, he is. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, when you're drafting him, you're drafting your number one wide receiver. And, I mean, that doesn't mean you don't need another receiver, but that's what he is. He, he's your wide receiver one. It doesn't matter if you call him a tight end or offensive weapon or whatever. He's your top target. Um like, I don't know, man. He's, he's so fluid. It's just there's there's no tightness in him. Like, uh, you know what? No. Know what I love? Sometimes he, like, hits this, like, pacing in his routes. Like, he has a second gear in his routes. He does, like, this exaggerated step, and he kind of lulls the defender and just, boom, goes. Um, especially, like, on, on a deep crossing or, or on a vert. Um, and, then like, the yak is, like, come on. He, he's the perfect tight end prospect. I, I, I don't care about the blocking. And it's still, again, fine. And... and, and- We've talked about value um, with certain positions, taking them in the top 10 before. Obviously, as good a prospect as TJ Hawkinson was coming out of Iowa, there there's criticism about the Lions taking him in the top 10 just because, yeah. again, that position, the position lacks value. Kyle Pitts, I think, transcends 
100%. the lack of value in the position because again he can play anywhere like call him a tight end call him an x receiver he he plays everywhere at florida and the smart offensive coordinators will play him everywhere to get the most out of him because he's such a he's a mismatch nightmare no corner is going to be able to handle his size in contested catch situations no linebacker safety is going to be able to hang with him uh, he's he's a cheat code yeah exactly and like it's not like he was facing a ton of linebackers and like you know slow line. You you saw every team they went up against the SEC. They threw their best cover guy up against them and he yeah. kicked their ass all of them. So, like even like Alabama Pat, Patrick Sertain, yeah. like he he got he got the best. It was a good battle and like I, I it's it's hard to say like Patrick Sertain had a poor game because it's just a bad mismatch or a bad matchup for him. But, like, yeah, Kyle Pitts got the best of him, too, and he's a corner who could go top ten. Like, he got the best of everybody in the SEC. Best conference in college football. Second best. But, but yeah, no. He, he beat... Sorry, the MEAC. The MEAC the and then, yeah, and then the SEC. Um, <laughs> exactly. He, he was beating first-round talents week in and week out. Um, you don't overthink it. Would you take Pitts over any of the pass catchers? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would, too. I, I have him higher on my big board than all yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if you're sitting – if you're say you're the Bengals, you're sitting there and Chase is still there and and so is Pitts, I, I wouldn't overthink it. I mean, it not that's not I would, I would, on Chase. It's just Kyle Pitts is so fucking good. I'd take Pinesu well if he's there. But, yeah, if if the options yeah. are that, I would take Pitts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Riley Reef, man. Right tackle number one. Bobby Hart, what do you mean? Riley Reef's playing left side. Jonah Williams sit on the bench. <laughs> Hey, um, okay. Surprised. Hey, if the Bengals gave Bobby Hart money, then anything could happen. Uh, okay, <laughs> jumping to value pick, uh, a tight end who who yet day three. Who uh, who you think you can get your most value out of? It, it, okay, you know who I'm picking here, Ben Mason. Who is? I figured you would, and I did too. Anyway, <laughs> I love Ben Mason. Uh, it, look, I like again. He, hey, yeah. Last last show we were doing running backs. I for who'd you put for value pick? Uh, I can't remember. Now. Awkward. Yeah. Whoever you picked, it was because they could do a bunch of things. I can't remember who it was though. <laughs> um, Why can't I think of it? Oh, was it Demetric Felton? Yeah, Felton. There you go. There you go. Okay, there. Yeah. Well, Ben Mason can play D line, fullback, <laughs> and tight end. It's true. It's true. I mean, look. Uh, what do you have? Three career catches at Michigan. Uh, one touchdown. Yep. But then you, hey, you, nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I remember in 2018 he was just the goal line guy. It was sick. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it was sick. Then you throw on the Senior Bowl tape, and it's like he's running routes beautifully. He's catching everything. The hands are natural. He looked like college use check. Like it's like holy shit, where did this come from? And then like you know you peer into the tape and you see that athlete. You're like okay, this guy can move. And then not only that, but he's a fucking son of a bitch in the run game, and he's constantly yeah, he pancaking dudes. He's Look, you draft him. I got a fifth round grade on him. You dra- and I think people, some people might be higher than than that. To be honest, I, I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I take him in the fifth, no no doubts. And you got your fullback for a decade at the very worst, and at the high end, you, you got a really good uh, weapon. Yeah, I think I think you take Ben Mason, and you fill two needs. You get a tight end too, and yep. you get a fullback. So you yep. don't have to waste a roster spot on a fullback because obviously not a lot of offensives 
uh, incorporate them enough to necessarily have a full-time fullback on the roster. Yep. But yeah, so you, in, in, in like you said, his senior bowl performance, I think, really opened eyes, especially when a lot of the other tight ends there, I I didn't think were overly impressive. Um, and you got D-line reps out of Ben Mason. Uh, I'm assuming Ben Mason's going to be sick in the locker room. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be sick in the weight room. He, I think you could totally justify taking Ben Mason in the fifth round for what he can do both as a lead blocker at fullback, as a tight end in 12 personnel. You yeah. can, he, he can pass block pretty well. Uh, he can uh, set the tone in, in the run game as well. And, and, and he's got reliable enough hands, and he looked, surpri- like you said, surprisingly fluid yeah. and agile as a route runner, where if, that's, if he's your tight end too, like, you feel pretty good about that. Uh, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, um, apparently he, he's already talked about as being an amazing piece in the locker room. Um, ben Mason's the best fullback prospect. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying this about different guys. Uh, in years. I, I, I Like, since we've started doing this podcast, there's been no fullback better than him, and that's a fact. Well, what about your guy Nick Bodden? Who just got re-signed. <laughs> yeah, <and> that was a <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible pick. But, hey, they paid him. Uh, why why were you signing Nick Bodding? Just I mean, I guess they only have three draft picks, so don't waste one on Ben well, Mason. That's fair, but <laughs> but when you can get Ben Mason, why are you uh, signing any fullback right now? Well, I mean, to really put the exclamation mark on your statement there about Ben Mason be the best fullback prospect during our show, well, he's the only one who's ever made our top ten tight ends list. That's yeah, that that, that right there is the evidence. So I, I love Ben Mason. Uh, who, who's your comp for Ben Mason? I, let's let's get this out of the way. Okay, well, it's Patrick Ricard. That makes sense. See, I, I like that. I saw that too. Um, it's not not he's, quite he's as not, big. Yeah, he's not nearly as hefty. But Patrick Ricard is the two most important fullbacks in the NFL are Kyle Juszczyk and Patrick Ricard. Yeah, Patrick Ricard's a tone setter in that Baltimore kind of option spread option game, um, and he catches the ball well when he needs to. Yeah. He can play defensive tackle in a pinch like Ben Mason, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, he's he's a smaller uh, Patrick Card. Yeah, I, I like. Who's I yours? Think, I think there's no perfect comp for Ben Mason because he's like Ben Mason is Ben Mason. I, I, that's the way I would I, I, it. I feel that way about both him and Tommy Tremble. That's that's a good point too. I so you know what for both of them, I have a comp that they're already better than so. So for Mason, I like the Ricard one. It's just uh, the size was a little off. So I put Rhett Allison when they, you know, the the Vikings used to use him, fullback, tight end, do do everything pretty well. But I, I think Ben Mason's already better. Oh snap! Statement made. Sorry, sorry, Rhett. I know you're a friend of the show, but <laughs> yeah, no, t- Tommy Tremble too. And I, I again, I got a comp. It's but it's hard. I, I love. I honestly, I like both of them a lot. But yeah, they were they're outside of. Kyle Pitts, they were my two favorite in the tight end group to watch. I think that's fair. I, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, anyways, who, who's your sleeper? Okay, well, again, it was hard because, yeah, like we were saying at the top, there's like the back half, there's like eight guys kind of in that same zone. And would you like, there's a couple where it's like this guy could go in the fifth round, but he could also go undrafted. I don't know which of these guys are going to be valued where. I just kind of ended up putting. The the three guys that uh, I guess impressed me the most at the Senior Bowl uh, in the tight end group, okay. um, being Kylan, Kylan Granton from SMU, 
Trey McKitty from Georgia and John Bates from Boise State. And I couldn't I like, really I like all pick three of those just guys. one. Yeah. yeah, I think all three have a role to play in the NFL. All three are in my top ten, funny enough. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Only one of them is in my top ten. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think, like, McKitty – well, you said this to me. You're like, he caught six passes at Georgia. Georgia just doesn't care about using a tight end. Um, but we saw what he can do. Like yeah. he had, he made some sh- surprisingly wicked grabs at the Senior Bowl. I thought he was quietly a really strong blocker for Georgia. A guy who lined up in line and at H back, um, who could could I think moonlight as a fullback if he yeah. had to. Yeah. Big big frame. Um, now he's not in my top ten, but I got a Virgil Green comp on him. It's a good comp. Uh, I, I, that, he, thank you. <laughs> I like I like Trey McKitty. I got him in the fifth round. I got him like neck and neck with Ben Mason. Um, uh, I I, I kind of defaulted to the senior ball because he, he he looked like the best tight end there, um, which is saying something because I mean Hunter Long and Kenny Yaboa were there too. Um, the mm-hmm. the four ridiculous one handed catches were what sold me on him. Mean, it was like. And well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't casual one handed catch. They're they're pretty silly. He made them look casual, but yeah. Again, I don't know why any tight end wants to go to Georgia. He had like ten targets this year, and after like being used decently at Florida State. But anyways, it just yeah, well built. Uh, the hands seem awesome. Uh, I think he moves pretty well. Um, and we saw all that at the at the Senior Bowl. And yeah, the work, the blocking it's not perfect, but it's pretty good. I think. But you know, the, there are some big fans of Trey McKitty's too. And I, yeah. I, think, I think he's got a sh- like. I, we're, I got him in the fifth. I think he's got a shot to go higher. But uh, yeah, I, I like him where I have him. Um, wait, who's your sleeper? You ready? This is going yeah. back. Uh, hey, you you went with ULM last week, so I, I had to come back. I put Josh Peterson, who was oh, obviously- he's my deep sleeper. Ah, who's your funny. deep sleeper? Because I, I don't think he's getting drafted. I don't think so either. I, I have a late seventh on him. Um, I, yeah. I, I he's in my top ten. He's my eleventh. He's my eleventh. So yeah, I, like let's talk. Let's talk Peterson. I again, th- it was it was just like a wash year for for them. Although it's like he had thirty two grabs, three hundred sixty yards, but a, a bit of a wash year. But going back to twenty nineteen, he had a big year and like you know like he he's an easy mover. He moves off the line nice. Like the the hands are natural. He doesn't fight the football. Um, blocking is mad, but I, I think the traits are there that, that like I would take a shot on him in, in the seventh. And I think I kind of feel that way about a lot of these tight ends, but. Um, if if I'm sitting there in the seventh and I got the pick of the guys I think in the group of the, in the seventh round, I'm taking Josh Peterson. Yeah, he definitely mo- looked like he had the most upside on tape. Yeah, he's long, he's lean. He uh, he needs to get stronger and add more weight and, and become a better blocker for sure. But you saw some of the body control grabs he yeah. could make through traffic, and, and just the big playability for this kind of he's almost like. A stretch four. It's March Madness. It's basketball comps. It's almost like a stretch. A stretch four with his 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 build. Um, yeah, he, he can get he can get deep and make plays. Uh, in, yeah, in the, he's in the he's a vertical fair. tight end. Yeah, he's good. I and, like Josh Peterson. And he he lined up at H back. He lined up in the slot. He was kind of their go to pass catcher on a bad ULM team. Him and Josh Johnson. I I I'm I'm gonna pound the table for my Warhawks. <laughs> It's just a bad situation this year. Terrible for sure. Team. Uh, okay. um, yeah, my deep sleeper is uh, yeah. old, old Zach Davison from Central Mizzou, baby. Oh, okay. 
I mean, look, I, I, there's a central Mizzou prospect that looks interesting against his shitty level competition. I'm going to put him for my deep sleeper. Uh, what's he listed? 6'6", 240, bigger boy. Um, he looks like he's the best player on the field when he, when he watched the central Mizzou tape. Um, look, it's hard to quantify when you're going D2 up, but like the speed looks like NFL speed, not, not as fast because he's just dominating, but that looks like it's going to translate. The size is there. Um, like the, the yak is there, but like also like just making guys miss like juking. So, you know, he's got a loose lower half. Um, the, it's hard to quantify the blocking because he's bigger than everyone, but you know, he, he'll bury some guys. So, but I think that needs work, but yeah, again, if you're, this is probably more of a UDFA shot, but yeah, if you're looking for someone to, to get into camp and give a shot to, I, I like Zach Davidson. Are you willing to stick a Robert Tanyan, uh, pro comp on him? <laughs> you know what? I, do you want to hear my comp? It's, it's yes, please. Tanyan is better. Mine is Colt Lairla. Remember Colt Lairla? <laughs> Colt Lairola was supposed to be the greatest tight end in NFL history. Exactly. So, <laughs> Remember when he jumped out of the pool? I know. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll change it to Robert Tanyan. Okay. That, that seems awfully lofty. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it. I, I don't care. So he's somewhere between Colt Lairola, who I don't think he ever caught a <laughs> ball in the NFL, and Robert Tanyan, who's the best tight end of the league. Colt Lairola and, uh, what was it, Farrell Brown, the Oregon yeah. Titans? Yeah, Farrell Brown, both of them were sick, and they, they never did Oh, much. wow. Colt, Colt Lairola was a Packer in the offseason once. Watch so out. So, Robert Tanya and Colt Lairola works. Yeah, we're ta- Tanya, uh, he caught, Tanya he caught learned. Two passes, he caught two passes in the Arena League. <laughs> that's, Still that's, only 28. That's pretty sick. I'd give him a shot. Someone call him. Oh, Chris Carson's going oh, yeah. back to he's a, Seattle. He's a, sorry, he's a bad person. I forgot he's a bad person. Never mind. Scratch oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, my deep sleeper was Josh Peterson. Uh, I mentioned John Bates and Kylan Granson as well, but you said they're in your top ten, so we'll 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 save that talk for there. Uh, wild card. I, I don't know. Like, who's the wild card in this group? I, I'm going to put Tommy Trample. I, think, uh, I have two. I have two. Yeah. Uh, um, you say Tommy Tremble? Yeah, I put Tommy Tremble. Who, who do you got? I put I put him and I put Matt Bushman. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a good one. I mean, what Bushman is? Is he twenty four or twenty five? He's he's had injuries every single season, but the, the talent is there. The, yeah, he uh, that obviously he he missed this past season, um, got hurt before the year, but of of my top ten tight ends, he caught the second most passes in college. Um, that's, that's funny. He was extremely productive at BYU. If you go back, uh, I was I was watching um, obviously 2019, 2019 tape. Uh, I was watching their game against uh, against Washington, which Zach Wilson. The, obviously, it was before the Zach Wilson blew up, but Zach Wilson looked really good, and Matt Bushman was his go to guy. Yeah. Bushman yep. made multiple pretty jaw dropping grabs through traffic. I like. I don't like. He's not a great athlete or anything, but he uses his size really well to box out. He's got pretty surprisingly great body control. Yeah, he does. Uh, Trustworthy hands. He's not a great blocker by any means. And again, not a great athlete, but I think he, had he not got hurt this year, I think he, he would have had a huge year with Zach Wilson's glow up um, in that offense, really taking, just evolving and getting more, uh, getting, I don't know, just more fun and more pass happy. Um, and I think he could have been in that early to mid day three kind of zone. 
Yeah. And now I think, it, it, again, you mentioned he's older. Yeah. He's got the injury history. But, like, that's a guy I want to bring into my camp at least. I agree. I think that's a good take. But, yeah, I, I don't see him getting drafted because of the injuries and the age. Uh, if he was on that BYU team, it would be a lot of fun. Because, I mean, Isaac Rex was awesome this year too. So having another uh, guy like that for Zach Wilson would have been fun. And, yeah, you throw in that Washington game, and he he, he looks better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> he looks like the better prospect. I'm like, I'm like he's good. Because there's a lot of, like, just, like, Wilson hitting his back shoulder, and he's, like, flopping up in the air and making the catch. It was It's fun. Uh, I like I like Bushman. Um, Tommy Tremble is I, honestly I I have no idea where he's going to go in the draft right now. I would not be surprised if he goes on day two. I think it's a big swing. Obviously, he only got thirty five passes at, at Notre Dame. Yeah, and he was never the primary tight end. Obviously, last year Cole Komet was there. This year, Michael Mayer, Baby Gronk broke Gronk. out. Um, and Tremble moved around, and he was more of a Swiss Army knife. He played fullback. He played H-back. He was kind of that tight end, too. But he is, I mean, he's the best blocker in the group. Yeah. Like, he, him him, and Ben Mason. Um, but just in terms of the true tight ends, if you want to call Tremble, put him in that group. Like, uh, Tremble's the best non- or Tremble is the best blocker of non-offensive linemen in the class. And it's not, like, I don't think it's really particularly close. Um He's a little like there are some solid grabs. There are some kind of. Sh- he doesn't look super confident all the time catching yeah, the football. It's a good word for but it. But he looks like a yeah. He looks like a good athlete. Yep. He, he's just really so raw as a pass catcher and the route running and so he's high floor because at worst you're gonna I think you're getting the best blocking tight end and or fullback in the class. Um, but is that worth a top 100 pick? No, you. if you're taking him that early, it's because you think he can uh, develop into a starting mm-hmm. productive pass-catching tight end as well. So that, that that's really what makes him a wild card to me because um, there's a big difference between taking a guy in that top 100 range and taking him in like 120th to play a specific role. Yeah, and I, I like 120 was like exactly where I got him. I got him in the mid-fourth. Um, but yeah, it, like, like Ben Mason, when you're – Taking him, um, you're getting – like, you, you don't need a, a fullback on your roster if you use one. Tommy Tramble is your fullback and your tight end, too. And, but the thing is, he could be your tight end one. Because, um, like you said, the athleticism is there. He, he's very, like – like not I don't know if I want to say jittery, but it, there's there's jolt to him as, a, as an athlete. Um, that The big concern definitely is, is the hands because, like, you see, if the ball's inside of his framework, he usually can catch it. But, yeah, he's not – He's not confident. He's not that comfortable with it, and there, there are the drops, and just not the most natural hands. But also, you know, like you said, he's only gotten 36 catches. So, like, maybe just with time, as he gets more looks, he develops that part of his game. But, yeah, at the very worst, you're getting a fucking awesome blocker. He, he, he's the big glass eater. It's just like, when he, I don't know, man. Every snap, he's compete, competing, like, play through the whistle. He's like... He's taking guys up from the hash mark and putting them out of bounds. He's he's, he's putting so many guys in the dirt. He's every every single play. He's feisty as hell. He loves the contact. Um, so he's a guy that you're you're gonna bring onto your team, and he's gonna play a lot of football for you. Um, but yeah, with with the upside. Yeah. So it's just it's a big swing to take him yeah. in the top one hundred. But I think every team would be happy to get that type of guy in the fourth round, which seems kind of silly because it's not a massive amount of picks different. But 
I yeah. mean, at the same time, hey, he could be the George Kittle of the group, right? George Kittle wasn't the most productive college tight end. He was one hell of a blocker. And, I mean, he was obviously an elite athlete on top of that. And I mean, by no means by saying Tommy Tremble will be George Kittle. But that could seep into a GM's mind. It's true. And, hey, wait wait for the testing. And maybe he is. Probably not, though. But maybe he... Like, I think, I think he, he, he's clearly a good athlete. I de- definitely agree. Yeah, definitely agree. He's one of the uh, better athletes in the group. For sure. Yes. I I think of my top 10 tight ends, he's probably the third best athlete. Yeah. No, that, that's fair. Uh, okay. And then the best bet, again, it's obviously Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Such a good tight end prospect. Uh, he's ju- It's justified to take him top 10 and above all the wide receivers. Yeah. I'm usually anti-tight uh, end top 10, but he uh, totally agree with you. He transcends it. He's a different type of guy. Like, he's a guy who's going to catch 100. Like, he's a, a Darren Moore, that Travis Kelsey, that George Kittle. Like, he can catch. He can be your your number one pass catcher. Yeah. I he can catch he, 100 balls. He, for real. No, 100%. And and even more so, he's he's just a complete mismatch. Um, Speaking of complete mismatches, Oral Roberts in Ohio State. Um, the, Obviously, Oral Roberts knows how to play basketball. And Ohio State doesn't. And I'm sure many people cashed in on that because they knew, uh, what are they, the Golden Eagles? Yep. They knew the Golden Eagles would upset the uh, the lowly Buckeyes. <laughs> and they probably cashed in at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College basketball, it's happening, people. March Madness, round one. We're watching Oklahoma State barely beat Liberty as we speak. And if you're smart and you have no ties to the schools and you want to make it interesting and have a reason to bet and hope or hope for a team, then go to bet online, bet on them. Uh, hopefully you did a bracket. Uh, there's a hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest at bet online. Bet online has everything you need to be a bracketology genius. Uh, this March we sleep in May people. So while you're sitting on your couch for 48 hours over the three-day span why not make some money doing it and then you can spend that money on ebay because whether rare dead stock or the latest release find the exact shoe you're looking for on ebay with ebay's authenticity guarantee your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators that's a hard word A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. It's free to sell sneakers $100 and up on eBay. And thanks to the eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left. For more sneakers. Um, okay. Top 10 tight ends. I I think we're going to have pretty different lists. Uh, you want to give me your 10 to 6? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, 10 to 6, it's your favorite player in the class, like you said. Uh, John Bates from Boise State. Uh, I, got him, I got him in the sixth round. Uh, my comps are terrible. <laughs> but I'll, but I'll I got a good him. one. Uh, mine is Michael Humano-Wendui. The old Patriot. Uh, nine for me, your second favorite player in the class, Kyle Granson from SMU. Uh, they're, hey. they're neck and neck for me. I got them both in the in the sixth round. Uh, my comp, 
Orson Charles. <laughs> Eighth for me is where I start to like the group. Uh, I got Ben Mason eight. Again, you already know how much I like him, though. Uh, I like the Rikarkov, Red Ellison, plus whatever you want. Uh, seven for me is Trey McKitty, your, your third favorite player in the class. Uh, I got him in the fifth, both both Mason and, and McKitty got in the fifth. Uh, my comp, I, I don't have the one I like, so I'm kind of excited to hear yours. I put Anthony McCoy. I don't know why. <laughs> and, and six for me, uh, my breakout favorite player of the year, uh, Kenny Yaboa, the Temple transfer to Ole Miss. Um, in the mid-fourth, uh, I put a Chris Herndon comp on him. Oh, I, I consider that. I have a different comp for him, but that, I consider that one. That's interesting. Um, different okay, already. I have very... Um, well, I don't. I don't have McKitty or Bates in mine. Sucks to suck. Yeah, but uh, like I said, I got the Virgil Green comp on McKitty. I like that. Um, I got a Lee Smith comp on Bates. It's <laughs> it's great. I mean, like Bates, I I don't have a draftable grade on, but I think he will play in the NFL for a long time. For that, like his frame, yeah. and I think he can add some more weight. He, he he can be a I think a very solid tight end too who just makes his money uh grinding in the trenches. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And then you you add like like sure handed. Like again, Yeah, not, like you you when but, you go to him you can trust him. Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're not looking for him on third down, but if if you know he's your third progression, fourth progression, he's sitting there uh with a couple guys there, he's gonna make the catch. And convert the sticks. Like I think he's that type of guy, and I agree. I think he's like at what, almost six six, almost two sixty, uh, and a solid yeah, blocker. He's, he's going to be in the league for a long time. You don't have Tony Polge in your top ten, yeah? No, I don't. He's my tight end twelve. Okay, okay he is my tight end twelve as well. I just wanted to mention him because he's also in that zone where I think he could get drafted. Yeah. Um but he could all. I I thought I think the thing for me that kind of I just didn't think he was a very good athlete. He's tight. Like, he's tight. Um, he's very tight. It looked like laboring for him to move. He's massive, and he like what he does well is, is um make kind of those fifty fifty ball grabs and make plays kind of over the middle. And he does a good job finding holes in zone. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I think he, he, he. I got a late seven on him. So like. Yeah. Take the shot on him, I'm okay with in the seventh. Uh, anything earlier than that, not for me. Yeah, he's yeah. just tight. Like I think like straight line, he's not going to run too, too poorly because he can no. use strides up. But uh, ask him to change directions, and it, it's, it's not Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, here is my 10 to 6. Uh, 10, Matt Bushman. I'm just going to – I, I, I kind of went back and forth because I have Bushman, McKitty – uh, Poljan and Bates kind of all in a similar zone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I said to myself, I'm just going to bet on the guy who I thought was the flashiest on tape. Uh, I know he's obviously got the injury history and he's a little older. Um, no, I'm not saying draft him, but uh, that's just kind of how I decided to go with him as my 10. Fair enough. Uh, 230th on the board, so he's in the back end. Um, Dennis Pitta is who he reminded me of. I know it's the <laughs> BYU ties too. And the injury history as well. Yeah. Um, now, now De- De- Dennis Pitta had a great NFL career. I think Matt Bushman can be a really good tight end if he if he can learn to stay healthy, which I don't think he can learn to stay healthy. You just have to be lucky. Um, remember that, kids. <laughs> Nine, Josh Peterson of Louisiana Monroe. 210th on the board. I, I just can't shake my love for the Warhawks. Tyler right. Higby comp. Wow. Um, okay. Really big, really athletic, really raw. 
Josh Peterson also footballed Bloodlines, Doug Peterson's son. So that gets a that's a gets a bump to be my nine tight end. Uh, eight, Kylan Granson, former receiver at Rice, ends up tight end H back at SMU. He actually has the most catches of any tight end in my top ten. 129 in his collegiate career. Um, I think with him the the most interesting thing is that he he can kind of play out of the backfield a little bit, be a bit yeah. of a fullback H back type too, uh, and a move tight end. Uh, 196th on my board, Trey Burton comp. Um, seven is Ben Mason. 188th on my board, Patrick Ricard comp. Six is Kenny Yaboa. So finish your drink. Um, 135th on my board, Gerald Everett comp. I I, I like that too. Um, let's. Where do you want to start? Ky- Kylan Granson. I, I like Kylan Granson too. Your uh, <laughs> your Trey Burton comp is my the high end version of my Orson Charles comp. <laughs> but Fair. I think I like think. I, that he, type of guy, that type of role. He 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 did so much pass catching at SMU because that was his role. Like he was more of a jumbo receiver than anything. Um, so he he showed trustworthy hands. He's he's a pretty good athlete. Yep. He's not a guy you're necessarily going to trust to be in line, but I I think he he did look good. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good at the Senior Bowl. Um, he, he I don't know. I just I like the idea of. My my fullback kind of actually just being a tight end, H back kind of do some things. Be that Swiss Army knife, which Trey Burton, at, like at his best, was so good at. And I do think that Granson is a better uh, lead blocker than he is in line. To be honest, yeah, that then that that's why I think that's kind of where you want to be using him when when you have him in there to be a blocker. Is he's a fullback? Agreed. Um. What's well, uh Yeboah? Yeboah, yeah. So obviously Temple transfer goes to Ole Miss. Um now Elijah Moore was the big feature piece of that offense, but Kenny Yeboah had his moments. Uh he, he gave Alabama hell. Yeah. Um pretty good athlete. Uh I I made some pretty tough catches. Yeah. Um I guess the the worries are he's not the biggest guy. I don't think you necessarily want to have a blocking very much in line. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a H, bit soft. Yeah, he's more of an H back jumbo slot, which Ole Miss did a really good job of putting him in position to succeed there. Yeah. Um, he he his route running definitely needs to improve too. It was part like a lot of the his biggest plays became because Lane Kiffin schemed the fuck out of it, mm-hmm. where he'd be like running pretty open down the seam. A lot of his best plays came on those seam, seam plays, and he he wasn't running a big, big route tree or anything. Um, but I think, like, that Gerald Everett, that Chris Herndon, those, you, both of them, obviously neither is, like, a, a necessarily a tight end one, but they both have flashy, big plays throughout their career where, yeah. I mean, hey, he, Everett's a Seahawk now, congrats. <laughs> um, well, I think it could be that kind of that, Pass catching tight end two type, yeah, uh, I agree, and and yeah, he's like I don't know, I think the route running, um, the flaws maybe I think he's a bit of a stiff mover, but like straight line build up speed, he's 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 a good mover. It, it's kind of funny, um, and like you said, he'll make that big time contested catch, but he'll also have like some bad concentration drops. He, he's a bit of a, yes. a an enigma, and 
But yeah, when you throw it, like, well, he averaged like 19 yards per reception this year, which is pretty ridiculous. And uh, like, that's never a bad thing. And I know um, Ole Lane is, is is was killing the designs, but but still, you like all that. Um, he's pretty solid after the catch. He just he, he's a solid guy. And yeah, like a pass catching tight end too. I think that's his future. All right, you want to do your five to one? Yeah, sure. Um, five to five, five for me. Uh, the aforementioned Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Uh, my comp, Charles Clay, but I think he'll be better than that. Uh, four... Hey, that's that's. I wrote three down for him because he's. I couldn't. He's again difficult to gauge, but that was one of them. Okay, I'm excited to hear the other two. Uh, four for me, Hunter Long, BC, who again another guy I fell in love with this year. I got him. Oh, sorry, Tremble. I got him in the fourth. Uh, Hunter Long. I got him in the mid third. I like Hunter Long. Uh, my comp, Austin Hooper. And then oh, the, what? That's mine. Hey, I, I who had? I think I think Dane Brugler had it. And I stuck and I liked it. Um, no, no, Rob Paul had it. What do you mean? Okay, okay, Rob. Uh, then then I, I got the chalk going on three to one. Uh, I think I think I snagged all of these comps. I saw them and, and they stuck with me. So here here it comes. Uh, Revan Jordan. Uh, I got him in the early third round. Uh, my comp, Irv Smith. Who? Uh, I th- okay. I saw, again, again, I saw it. I stuck with me. Uh, two for me, Pat Fryermuth. I got him in the late second round. Comp, Tyler Eifert. And one for me, Kyle Pitts. He's a top five player. Um, great. And my comp is Darren Waller. I really wish I could find a fun, it's different it's comp. Too hard. There's nobody else hard. like it. Yeah. Like, um, oh, what's his name? Who's that? Eagle, Harold Carmichael, the big Eagles wide receiver? <laughs> in the, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Six, seven I, wide receiver. I kind of felt Mike Evans at times. That's also kind of weird. When he does line up at X, I can, I, I, I can, I don't think that uh, it's hard. It's hard. But Darren Waller is, is perfect. Yeah. 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 He could. Uh, I know you're new to the comp game, but never give other people credit for your comps. Just steal them and pretend they're your own. That's kind of the game that we play with I feel, these. I feel, I feel dirty doing it. If I come up with one of my own, then I'm proud. But if I steal one, I don't know. You're a coward. <laughs> yeah. Colin Coward? Uh, you wish. <laughs> okay. Five. Hunter Long of Boston College. 109th on my board. Austin Hooper comp. Four. Tommy Tremble of Notre Dame. One of my favorite players in the draft. 106 on my board. So I mentioned the Charles Clay comp uh, along with yours. You can get the Kyle Juice check comp as well. Yeah. Or the Nick Boyle comp. He's to me he's like somewhere between Nick Boyle and Kyle Juice check and that player doesn't necessarily exist. It's like him him and Ben Mason are just unique football players and they're both I, I tremble more than Mason just such a throwback football player that I I don't you don't see in the NFL today. In a good yeah. way though. Yes, I, lo- I love him. Uh, three, Brevin Jordan, 64th on my board. I went with the Johnu Smith pro comp. I thought about that one too, yeah. Especially just the way Miami, like obviously Johnu John Smith, some of his biggest plays with the Titans was they were so willing to, to use him in different types of ways. Yeah. Um, especially when Delaney Walker was still there and Johnu Smith was more of like a, a compliment to Delaney Walker. I had um, Irv Smith. In, in my, Miami. Did, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I had Irv Smith and John Smith written down. Actually, it's it's when he said that. Uh, John just maybe maybe a little th- more thick to him, and I, I think Jordan is maybe more of that that slotty guy. But yeah. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, and then two Pat Farmuth of Penn State, fortieth on my board. Dallas Clark pro comp. Uh, that's a Rob Paul original. <laughs> uh, 
And then Juan Kyle Pitts, second on my big board, behind only Trevor Lawrence, uh, pro comp Darren Waller. Uh, also only behind Trevor Lawrence for me right now, too. And I, I don't yeah. see it changing because I have a really, really high grade. Yeah, like right now I have Panay Sewell third, and I don't see him overtaking Kyle Pitts. Uh, you're you're pretty high on Fryermuth. Oh, I guess we shouldn't start. Oh, we can start with Fryermuth. You're pretty high on him. I, yeah, I mean, we can. We both got second round. I think, I think he's really good at what he does, and what he does is obvious. Kyle Pitts really overshadows him because again, no one yeah. does what Kyle Pitts does. Pat Fryermuth does such a fantastic job working over the middle, working through traffic. Uh, there was this one play against Nebraska this year where I think it was third and six. Sean Clifford was under pressure. Pat Fryermuth had a, a linebacker all over him. He kind of chucked him to get open, sit down in the hole yeah. in, in, over the middle end zone just past the sticks. Uh, Clifford went to him, and he took a fucking hammering shot from the Nebraska safety, held on first down. Like, it's the little things like that with Fryermuth where you could – it just – the Dallas Clark vibes, the Heath Miller vibes. Now, it's not like big – insane Travis Kelsey type tight end plays but it's the little plays where he can be that safety valve that trustworthy guy you look to on on a, on a big third down and he, he's gonna do everything he can to come down with that football um yeah. the shortcomings with him are like he's n- not some dynamic athlete he's not nearly as fluid as a Kyle Pitts and, and he's not like a, a fantastic route runner or anything but good hands a very willing blocker now he can improve in that aspects still i believe and i think he will um there he's a little inconsistent as a blocker he that's he the word can I struggle to sus- yeah yeah he can there are sometimes where he looks great and sometimes where he struggles to sustain a block yeah um and, and just needs to play with bigger leverage he's, he's a re- he's a huge frame too right yeah he he's just a very classic i think plug and play in line tight end yeah like, like dallas it- clark made a couple pro bowls <laughs> Yeah, I, and like I don't know if Pat Fermi's necessarily going to be a Pro Bowl tight end, but he's going to be a really good starter, like that Heath Miller, like that Dallas Clark. Yeah, he's a bit of like a throwback to that 2005 era when you know the the West Coast offense was still pretty prevalent, and um, you, you those old school kind of tight ends are around. And yeah, I, I like Pat Fryermuth. Um I I agree with you. Like like there is times when the pad level is really nice and. Um, I think he can block in space, get to the second level. A lot, a lot of the tight ends in the class can't. You see them kind of – not the top guys, but some of the, <laughs> the deeper guys just can't. Um, and, like, good, good pop in the blocks. I, like, I, I think I think the strength is pretty solid. And, I, I like, he, I think he's an easy mover. Like, he's not super – like, again, like you said, you, when you compare him to Pitts, it's not fair. But like, he's not super sunny. He's not super twitchy. But I think he's still a good mover for a tight end. And, and like you said um, – Getting getting smashed, he holds onto the ball. That the hands are natural. He'll make he'll make the odd downfield play too, and um, he's got like a, a nice little stiff arm too after the catch. He can do it all, kind of. To to be honest, he's he's a good football player. Uh, where where do you have him in mid second round? Uh, I got a late second grade. Yeah. Do you would he have been your tight end one in last year's class? Uh, like him him and I remember I was pretty high on Trumman. Him and Trumman would be neck and neck. I think slightly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I, I I think that's fair. Um, and then Brevin Jordan. Yeah. Brevin Jordan is the uh, the kind of the perfect move tight end for the modern NFL. Good time for him to enter the league. Um, really dynamic athlete. Just does everything very well is kind of my takeaway. Like, even, even – he's not – 
he's not a guy you necessarily want to be your like lead blocker by any means but he can play in line if he has to and he's very willing as a blocker he'll tangle with the big boys um he he kind of brings i thought he brought a bit of an edge to him which i really yeah. appreciated yeah uh, and then yeah you get these dynamic big plays um Rhett lashley did quite quite a good job kind of taking advantage of him and he was their best pass catcher by far this past season uh and, and he he makes some big plays after the catch and he's just a very explosive downfield playmaker who can create big separation. Um, I, 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 he's got a lot of lot of upside. Like Pat Farmy's floor is definitely higher, but for Evan Jordan, I, I almost want to say he has a better chance to be a Pro Bowl tight end than Pat Farmy's. Uh, no, that's that's fair. And quickly going going back, um, I like the edge to him. It's it's like you know there would be a run to the left. And uh, Jordan's in the right slot and he, <laughs> the backside of the play, and he's just getting into it with the DB because he's blocking so hard. Yeah, yeah, like I, he's got I, some MF to him. Yeah, he does. Which, which again, always, always love. So he's more than willing as a blocker. Uh, he seems strong enough. There's some whiffs at times, but again, it, you're not drafting him for his blocking prowess. Prowess. So like, just his effort is is great enough. And yeah. Like I said, he's dynamic after the catch. He's a legit threat. He's he's breaking tackles. They use him in every which way, like bubbles, uh, lots of yeah. there's jet motion. Like they it, there's they use him in every way. It was fun. You can line him up anywhere almost. Yeah. No. No. For real. Um, blocking and releasing. I thought he was pretty solid in too. That uh, you'll yep. see that more in the NFL. Um, another guy. Um, for for being an outlet for a scrambling quarterback like King too. I thought he was really good. Just finding the open spot in the zone. Um, really, line him up anywhere you want, and and you know what? I, I kind of was surprised by uh, the the few times they asked him to pass pro, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I think I think Brevin Jordan yeah. is underrated in this. I think so class too. Still. Yeah, because Kyle Pitts is so absurd, and Pat Farmuth, just the hype's been around for so long. Yeah, no, I agree. Like Brevin Jordan and Pat Farmuth are not very far off for me. You know what's funny? Brevin Jordan caught more passes in his college career than both Pitts and Farmuth. There you go. He's been around. I mean, he's a good football player. He uh, he has the third most catches on my top ten tight end list. There you go. You know who had a good year this year? Did, did he have the most catches? No, but close to it. 57 for uh, Hunter Long, baby. He had a nice year this year with old, old Philly Dracovic, baby. So you, you like him a little bit more than I do. Um, I have, um, yeah, I said 109th, so kind of back into that third round, yeah, early fourth round. I, I think he's very solid. I, I kind of came away wishing he was a better blocker. I think uh, he really agreed. struggles to sustain blocks. Um, he's got this big, big frame, but I, I don't know. I, th- I thought of my top five tight ends, he was the kind of the most disappointing as a blocker, I guess. He's, you know, every year it feels like there's one of these tight ends that look like they're going to be a really good blocker, and then they're just not. And, and yeah, he's so white, white big tight ends who just should block better. Pretty much. And, like, like I don't know, he's not overly strong. He doesn't sustain. He just needs to learn to use his hands better. Um, in space and on the move, I, I see some nice blocks. I, like, I think, like, everything's there because he's got the frame. Um, so, I, like, I think there's a good chance that will come in time. But yeah, everything else he's got that like like the Fryermuth minus kind of vibe to him, and the, like another guy that's kind of like a mid two thousands throwback. Um, mm-hmm. But like another guy, like I, like you know, he's a, he's a good mover. Uh, another guy, good feel for getting open. 
uh, natural hands. I, I always like a tight end when you can see they're flexible. And long, long, long yeah. checks that box where he can go down and go up and go side to side for catchers. I always appreciate that. Um, the routes are okay. Like to see more snap at the off the break. Um, you know what's funny though? He, he draws a lot of pass interference, which I appreciate. And and I think he's got he's got enough speed to be to to win deep. Maybe at least in college. I think it'll happen on the off chance in in the NFL. But yeah, just a solid guy that you want to see get better as a blocker. Yeah, I mean, if he goes to the right team, I think he'd be a very productive tight end for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And like he can be a he can line up in line. He can line up as a big slot. Like he moved around at Boston College. Like I almost wanted like he a bit of Hunter Henry to him even. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's as impactful a blocker as Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper for that matter. Um, and that's really for me. The biggest key for him is to improve in that aspect of his game, because yeah, he's very he's he, you he he's got some big flashy plays on tape as a pass catcher, and, and you mentioned drawing pass interference and making all these plays in in traffic and through contact. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of upside there for sure. He's, he's a little more raw than I guess uh, those top three tight ends. Uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, if he clean up the blocking, I see him being in the league for for a long while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially in for a team that like teams that use heavier twelve personnel sets. Like yeah. I think he could re- really come on um, early and and uh, if there's a little less pressure on him early on because there he's not necessarily the full time go to tight end. Yeah, I, I think down the line, I think he could develop into that kind of safety net kind of guy. Well, uh, and that's kind of what Austin Hooper did, right? Like Austin yeah. Hooper, was a little slow start to his career and then came on and obviously he's in Cleveland now. And he's not the most dynamic tight end in the league, but he's a really trustworthy. Like yeah. you don't have to worry about that position when you've got Austin Hooper. You're paying him too much, but yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, you are paying him too much, but <laughs> I mean, could be worse. You could be the Raiders. You could be have three running backs, uh, top twenty in in average annual money. Speaking of fullbacks, Alec Ingold is going to get paid by them, I'm sure, next year too. So, no, nah, they're just going to draft Ben Mason too. <laughs> <laughs> would you be? Happy, would you rules. be surprised? No, they definitely hope Ben Mason. He checks all the, bo- the the pedigree at the school, the blue blood school. He's, he's everything is there. <laughs> Call your shot. Okay. Where, is, where's Ben Mason gonna be drafted? Like what team? Seattle Seahawks. No, you guys just brought back uh, we bought, Nick Bowden. Yeah. Oh, Florida. Yeah. Ooh, Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I off the top of my head, who's looking to add a fullback? Uh, how about the Patriots? They they use Jacob Johnson, but I can see them looking for an upgrade. Danny Vitale is like top ten and paid. Just so you know, I forgot he was out. I don't know if I don't know if that like stops you from dropping. This is stupid. Thanks for listening. Um, hey, next show receivers. We're gonna do top twenty because there's always so many good receivers. And who doesn't like talking about receivers? We love wide receivers. Uh, go Pokes. Oh, uh, also, Instagram, we're doing a March Madness-style uh, college football uniform bracket. So follow us on Instagram, at 7 Rounds in Heaven. And uh, fucking vote on the stupid polls.